stories. Um, okay, now we are recording. Now okay. we now we are recording, and I, I will make this really really fast. <laughs> yeah, no, no, sorry. Okay. And and that was like a that was like a trial run. How, why do we call it a trial run? <laughs> yep, yep. I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I'm getting. I'm ready to go now. Okay. Oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. Okay, but we we are good, and I'm gonna do one more quick thing, just to make sure that we're doing this right. Eels record okay all right i think we're good gotta hope so okay all right here we go <laughs> all right uh welcome to on the line um i am jenny robb with usta alabama and today we are here with duncan miller who is a native of birmingham alabama um now is a director of tennis in maryland at a club but duncan um thank you so much for taking the time to be here with us today <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me, Jenny. <laughs> so you you grew up um, playing juniors um, and, and on your school team here in Alabama. So tell us a little bit about how you got started and what that journey was like as a junior. Yeah, I started tennis when I was probably about eight years old. Uh, my dad grew up playing pretty competitively, played at Auburn University, and got me and my brother, who is three years older, um, out playing when we were younger. Um, I started doing weekly clinics when I was eight and nine with Miss Terry, um, who was my first coach. Shout out to Terry area. Hamilton. She's wonderful and still teaching. <laughs> yeah, she was, she was the best. Um, and when I was 10 years old, um, I played baseball competitively growing up. Um, and I did not make the all-star team when I was uh, 10, which was those practices and games were typically in the summertime. So that summer I spent a lot more time on the tennis courts um, and started playing tennis over at the Lakeshore Tennis Academy, um, where the main guys in charge were Jack Standifer, Flip Phillips, and Richard Harris, who were uh, unbelievable coaches. They had other coaches there at the time as well, who were all um, a huge part on getting me hooked into tennis. And uh, when I really just started getting the bug and going to play every day, started playing tournaments, um, and yeah, that's, they were pretty much, uh, Jack and Flip primarily were my main coaches all the way up until I was 18, um, through juniors and yeah, at that point I, you know, finished through the junior ranks and decided to, to head to college. <laughs> that is excellent. Well, well, you know, I love the shout out to your coaches. We know what a, a, a big impact, um, the relationship with your coaches, uh, have, has and um so you you uh were coached by two of our alabama tennis hall of fame uh coaches so so flip phillips was just recently inducted into the alabama tennis hall of fame and then um a few years ago richard harris so uh, really great coaches still active here in the tennis community um so so moving from juniors in high school to college you attended methodist university and yes. um, got involved in the uh, PTM program. So tell us a little bit about what PTM is. Yeah, so it's um, PTM is professional tennis management. And uh, there are some more schools now in the country that offer it. I think there are about maybe seven or eight. But um, not just university. I majored in business administration, but had a concentration in professional tennis management. So very unique, very specific. But I knew I wanted to play tennis in college um didn't quite know what i wanted to do past that and figured i could uh you know 
have a love for business, but also kind of combine that with my love for tennis and um, PTM really wouldn't be where I am without it. Uh, it set me up for success. I was able to work at three different internships, uh, become USDTA certified, uh, learn just a lot of nuances of the, of the tennis industry. Um, and the internships that I worked at were, I would not have been able to get, <laughs> get those positions without the connections that people had. Um, I worked at Burning Tree Country Club in Greenwich, Connecticut, West Hampton Country Club in the Hamptons in New York. And uh, my final internship was at the Philadelphia Cricket Club um, in Philadelphia. So great clubs, all paid internships, a good way to make a little money, but more importantly, just kind of learn the, the business of um, you know, the tennis industry, more of the Northeast area. Um, and yeah, all those internships really set me up for some success where I was able to land a head assistant job at Navistin Country Club right after graduating. That's, that's uh, fabulous. Um, and you were, you were exposed to um, sort of the idea of internships um, because of your super cool family. Uh, your mom and dad are great. Um, and y'all yeah. actually housed um, uh, people that were coming to do internships here in Birmingham. So you had a connection and, and were kind of exposed to what that looks like as, as a young player. Right. right, yeah. A couple of uh, years while I was in high school, we had some pros who worked in the Highland Racquet Club, um, and they lived at, at the house with me. Um, and it was great. It's like almost having, having a, a big brother uh, <laughs> for the summer, someone to, to hang out with, you know, play with in some free time. Um, Jonah Ebenhoe and Daniel Vaca Guzman were two of them. I think <laughs> when I was in high school, there was another guy. I think by the time I was in college, so I didn't have as much, you know, affiliation with them. But uh, no, they uh, they were they were students um, up in Michigan, and I'm blanking of the name right now. The, uh, Ferris, the State. Ferris State. Yeah. 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 So, no, that's great. So the club where you are now, um, your your actual title yep. is head of racket sports. Is that right? Director of, director of rackets. Yep, and it's at Green Spring Valley Hunt Club. Um, it's in Owings Mills, Maryland, right outside of Baltimore. Um, and yeah, we have seven tennis courts, four pickleball courts, um, and two paddle tennis courts, which is more. I don't think there's any in the state of Alabama, but they're, uh, it's more of a winter sport and in mid-Atlantic and the Northeast. Um, so all thing, all things rackets encompassing. Yeah. So that that title is interesting because traditionally we hear of director of tennis positions, um, but because of such a rise in participation, um, some clubs have gone away from that tennis director title to more of, of the title that you have. Um, some of that is, is related to the, the boom uh, of the popularity of uh, pickleball. And like you said, I know paddle tennis is, is, is really a big, big sport there as well. So as far as the state of the industry, I think that this is a trend that will continue moving forward, that the title will be, you know, director of rackets, uh, rackets. Sports. I, I, I think so. I think, I think, yeah, uh, clubs are, are, you know, rackets facilities are realizing that, get more people in the door and playing racket sports if you have more options um and so not just being uh you know well versed in tennis but you know other other ways to get people involved and and using the facilities 
you know, and we, we've heard a lot um, in the tennis world about, um, you know, how COVID uh, initially might have slowed down participation in every industry, but actually tennis felt a, a very positive uh, increase in participation of, of players, maybe due to that um, availability of, of other things other than just tennis, but you had a lot of people coming out. Um, what, what did you see in your club? Yeah, it was um, definitely had a positive impact uh, over the course of the summer. It was it was a frustrating and weird time. Um, you know, middle of March when we were kind of told that we couldn't come into work for about six weeks. So it was it really went from zero to a hundred, where no one was teaching at all. So once we opened the doors, we couldn't keep up with the supply of you know how many people wanted to come in come and play um, and was fortunate to be able to keep our staff because again they weren't getting any hours I wasn't sure what was going to be available for them um, but luckily they were all still on board to come once we were able to open up the doors and it was uh, I think it was great for my club and I think great all around for the tennis industry and uh, excited to see the potential effects in years to come um, you know we might get some people who would have otherwise played baseball football basketball who maybe spent a lot of time on the tennis court last season and might figure out they like that sport a little bit more. No, that's fantastic. And I know that, that you have a fabulous staff there with you that helps you yeah. create that, that community where people uh, want to come play. And, and so tell us a little bit about your staff. Yeah, um, I'm fortunate enough for uh, a gentleman named Henry Stuller who came with me for my last club he's here with me year-round um and a great guy we also have two summer pros owen and aj and they both worked here last summer and they're also current students at methodist university so very cool to kind of have you know that connection with my alma mater and be able to you know have internships and interns work here um and try and guide them and help mentor them where they can uh you find themselves successful in what they want to do in the tennis industry um and they all worked here last summer and are coming back this season, which I think is just great for continuity at the club, for the membership, uh, for as a managerial role. Um, makes my job easier knowing that they know what job is expected from them and uh, that they have you know, trust in their they're accountable. Well, you won a pretty special award while you were here in Alabama. Um, Elaine Francis was the um, executive director of Alabama, uh, 33 years. Um, she recently retired. Um, and tell us a little bit about that, that Elaine Francis award that you got. And, and if you have a message for Elaine, uh, we'd love to hear it before we know you got to go. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, well, first off, I guess just thanks to Elaine uh, Francis for all of her you know, dedication and hard work over the years to help, you know, create tennis in Alabama and what it is. Um, the award meant a lot to me and still does. Um, you know, wasn't necessarily an award that goes to the best player, but more of a kind of like a, a leadership and sportsmanship type of award. Um, and, you know, I was just very honored to, to be able to, to receive that. And, yeah, still, still think it's a big... Yeah, big deal, and excited for you know everyone else who's been a recipient of that award in the, in the last years. Well, I know I know you wish Elaine the best in her retirement. We we yeah. love Elaine and Larry, um, so I know she'll be excited to to see you and hear from you. Um, so thank you again yes. for that. 
And, um, you know, I, I just, uh, yeah, you, you make Alabama proud. Um, you know, thank you for representing Alabama so well. And thank you for taking the time today to talk to us. I know you've got to get on the court right now. Um, but, but, but thank you. Thank you so much. It's great to see you. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah any, any parting words? Yeah. <laughs> Thank, thank you for uh, yeah, for the time and thinking of me, and uh, also thanks to, to you. Um, when I first started getting into coaching, when I was probably 15 or 16 years old over at Highland Park helping out with the little kids, uh, you were showing me the ropes on, particularly with some of the younger ones, some of the tiny tots, you know, like yeah, four to six-year-olds, and I had a lot of fun doing that, and uh, definitely stole some of the games that, <laughs> that you, you know, maybe you particular that couldn't say your name and she called you coach pumpkin well well thank you uh thank you again it's been great to talk to you and uh we wish you all the best uh going forward thank you <laughs> uh, thank you Jenny. we'll uh, we'll talk soon all right bye